Most of us probably realize that what we are in right now with the pandemic of COVID-19 is a historical time, right? Like we're going to be talking about this thing for years to come. It'll be written about in history books, studied in medicine. Decision that government officials are making will be studied by politicians and law professionals for years to come. And when a person finally develops a vaccine for this virus, they'll become a historical and medical figure, no doubt. But have you ever thought about how you are making history in this moment in time? The history of your life is being written. Now is just a chapter, but this moment, like every other moment, matters. Okay, maybe you won't be written about in history books and that students read. Maybe you won't be a famous musician, innovative designer, or talented athlete. You're still making history, though. What you do today and this week matters. And the simple reason is because you have been made in the image of God. Your Creator, the Creator of the universe, knows you and has willed for you to know Him. And we understand this, right? Humans are different from every other created thing. Lions and tigers, they don't imagine God. Trees and flowers don't try to improve their character. Birds and fish don't reason about life after death. But humans, people, we do. So let's pause for a moment and think, if every person is created in the image of God, then that means that every person has a divine capacity to believe, imagine, and love to care, relate, and trust, to reason, improve, and lead. Every person has a divine capacity to have a relationship with their Creator, to be known, and to know Him. And if this is true, then that means that your life has great significance and worth and value. That what you do today, how you spend your time this week, Every moment of your life matters. Every moment of every person's life matters. And you are making history. You are leaving a legacy. But what kind of legacy are you leaving? One of the most historical figures of all times was Jesus. And Jesus left quite the legacy, didn't he? And he seemed to take every moment and bring significance and value. He never missed a moment. He never failed to have a crucial conversation. He always did and was right where he needed to be at the right time. And then this small side note of a story in the book of Luke, he invites a woman by the name of Martha to not miss an important moment either. It's a brief little encounter. So let me just read it for you here. It comes from the book of Luke in, in chapter 10 and verse 38. And this is what it says. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. 
Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. I know we often like to find people in the story in the Bible and figure out which character we are like. And I don't know about you, but I am a lot like Martha in this story. I am task-driven, goal-oriented, determined, and persistent to get a job done. And also, I get frustrated when others around me are not helping move toward the goal. You can just ask my wife, Cassie. This past Saturday, not yesterday, but the week before, we started our day and I was determined to get everything in the house clean. Move furniture, dust, get the pantry cleaned out, get the fridge cleaned out. And I quickly became frustrated with Cassie because she had another goal for her Saturday. She wanted to learn to make a loaf of homemade bread so that she could make bread for other people. She also wanted to get some of her homework done and give our dog Maggie a bath. And as I was cleaning out the first room of our home, it was obvious the two of us had a different vision for where our Saturday was headed. We came to a good solution and were actually able to get a lot of work done last Saturday working together. But which of us had the more important thing that needed to get done? Now, between the two of us, And between the two of our lists, I don't know that you could say that one person's list was more important than the other, that Cassie's goal for her Saturday was more important than mine, or vice versa. However, with Mary and Martha, it was clear that what Mary was doing, although Martha was frustrated with her, Mary was doing the more important thing. When Martha got angry with her sister, She wanted Jesus to tell her, this is your role. This is what you need to be doing, Mary. The great teachers in our home, we have guests. You need to help clean, prepare the house, get food ready, be ready to serve other people, especially serve Jesus. But Jesus responds with a gentle rebuke. Martha, 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 he says. Now, we shouldn't miss here that what Jesus is about to say is actually pretty groundbreaking because Jewish women were to find their place in serving men in situations just like the one that our story was in. That was their role and responsibility. So according to religious and social customs of the day, Martha had chosen the right thing. But Jesus doesn't tell Mary to get up and assume her role. Rather, he puts a high view of women by actually telling Martha that Mary has chosen what is better since she is sitting here listening to his teaching. In other words, he was saying the truth and message of God's kingdom that I bring is not just for men and the religious. It's for everyone, for men and women alike. Jesus elevates the status of women and makes their worth and value in God's kingdom of great significance because they've been made in the image of God and are just as worthy recipients to the gospel message that Jesus brings. But in this gentle rebuke, he tells Martha that Mary has chosen what is better. And as she sits at his feet, Hanging on every word that comes from his mouth, he says this, verse 42 of Luke chapter 10, Few things are needed, indeed 
only one. Few things are needed, indeed only one. Jesus says in life there is one important thing, more important than anything and everything else. There's one thing in this life that you need that's important, that's worth pursuing, that's worth leaving a legacy over, and that is a complete devotion to Jesus and to his teaching. So I ask you, what kind of legacy are you leaving? What kind of legacy are you leaving in your marriage, in your family, with your children, with your neighbors? What in your life have you realized in the last month when everything came to a screeching halt was really not that important anymore? As I've talked with some of you over the phone or through email or even in just a text, I've heard over and over from families that they've really enjoyed this time, recognizing that it brings a lot of challenges to life, no doubt. But I've heard that there has been value in being able to slow down, not having a practice or a game night after night and running from here to there every weekend. It's been nice to slow down and have a meal together around the table at home. Now, I also recognize this is not everyone's situation right now. For some, like our amazing healthcare workers, they are on the front lines of this day after day. For some of you hearing this, you may be thinking to yourself, I'm busier now than I've ever been. And I get that because in many ways, my life's been that way. Trying to figure out a new way of doing church and ministering to kids and families in the middle of a pandemic. Perhaps your job is keeping you busier now than ever. But listen, this message is not about having more time or even making more time in your life to slow down. It's not a time management message. This is about your answer to the question, what legacy am I leaving? What is most important to me? Where and how you spend your time and money and resources? They're huge indicators of what the answer to that question may be, but this is not a time, this is not a money, this is not a resource message. This is a message about your direction where you're headed, what's the one important thing in your life, what are you pursuing, what legacy are you leaving for your kids, with your spouse, with your neighbors, with your friends. Now, if I can be honest with you for a moment, I struggled with this story in the scripture about Mary and Martha. One, because I identify with Martha. I often come to her defense. However, I've also struggled with this story because in many respects, Martha hasn't done anything bad. It's important to practice hospitality. And that's all she was doing. Matter of fact, hospitality is one of the values that Christ followers were told to have in the New Testament. However, as I've wrestled with this story, I've realized it wasn't so much that Martha had done the wrong thing, or by that I mean the inherently bad or evil thing, It's just that she missed a moment, an important moment she allowed to pass her by. And she missed an opportunity to allow her devotion to Jesus and his teaching to be the most important thing. She allowed her Saturday to-do list to get in the way and be more important than her devotion to Jesus. 
It doesn't mean that our Saturday to-do list should never have gotten done. It means that our Saturday to-do list shouldn't take priority over her relationship with Jesus. Now, I want you to hear that because there are a lot of things in life that are important, really important. And we shouldn't stop doing those things. Things like working hard and providing for our families. Things like making sure our kids get educated and get a good and quality education. It's important even to get our kids involved in activities. It's also important to keep up with our duties and responsibilities that we have in our home and with our community. However, those things cannot be more important than the most important thing. And the most important thing is our relationship with Jesus. And oftentimes, we, like Martha, miss moments to focus on the most important thing because we're busy doing other things. We get distracted. We lose focus. And suddenly, those other things become more important than our relationship with Jesus. Now, I want you to check out this video conference call between Jared, our executive minister, and the Kelsch family. And I want you to hear how the Kelsch family sees the value in making the most of every moment and how they are using the time they have now to leave a lasting legacy of faith with their kids. Hey guys, uh, I'm Jared, and uh, just saying hi again, I want to introduce you to a couple of friends I have, um, Kent and Candace, and I'm going to let Kent and Candace introduce themselves. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, guys. Yeah, I'm Kent Kelsch. I'm an elder uh, here at Plum Creek. And I'm Candace, and I'm on worship team at Plum Creek. And we have three beautiful kids, Carson, Kinsley, and Cooper, um, nine, six, and almost five. So this week, we're talking about Plum Creek together and making the most of this moment that we have right now. And uh, I just wanted to hear from you about how you guys are doing that or how just in general that you make the most of those moments with your family. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think we're just trying to make the most of, of this time right now. I mean, it's not often in life you get to kind of hit pause on the craziness. Typically, it's it's one busy season to the next one. So you know, for us, it, it's, it's a really good opportunity just to connect with our kids, actually eat dinner as a family, which uh, hardly ever happened, uh, you know, before all this started. So being able to be together and, and be in, under the same roof and uh, be able to, to, to really just uh, have some connection time with the kids has really been, been, been huge for us. And Kent has been a great leader of our home in that he keeps reminding us any time that we're tempted to be negative, which there's always that temptation, it's always going to be there, uh, that we will miss this time. We will miss certain things about this time. Uh, maybe we'll miss playing giant Jenga together. We've been playing a lot more games together as a family than we ever did before. Um, whatever it is, every season of life, there's something sweet about it. So we do need to savor it. And we are going to miss things about it. We talk about uh, sharing, uh, sharing this message of our God, passing that on from generation to generation. And the, the way we do that is to share it when we, you know, when we sit down and when we get up and when we, when we eat, when we're around the table, when we're going and when we're coming. So, yeah, have an example of something that's just come up in the daily routine of being quarantined 
that you guys were able to share a spiritual truth with the kids? It's hard to pick one because I've tried to capitalize on those moments, but um, the importance of prayer is the first one that comes to mind and finding, you know, moments to, if we're frustrated with something, then we go to God with it. If we are happy about something, we go to God with that too and give him thanks and praying together meal times, as Kent mentioned earlier, just we work together for a lot of meals and there are some days now where we are together for breakfast lunch and dinner um so praying together as a family is something that we did not have the time and i'll admit did not take the time sometimes to do um and that has been great to teach the kids how to pray sincerely specifically and we get to hear what's really on their hearts in those moments even one one that i, I you know, it means a lot to me is for Cooper, our, our youngest son, who's on the autism spectrum. And Cooper is a memorization kid. And I've started doing the Lord's Prayer with him and to hear him recite that. And, and just, you know, it's it's so meaningful just to, to learn how to pray and just how that's modeled in scripture and, and just the things to consider when you're not sure what to pray about. But that's, uh, that's always a good compass to point to. So so I, I'm, I've been working on that with him, and I, you know, hopefully we'll get there in a couple of days to where he'll just be able to recite it. And he will. Um, so <laughs> that, that's been, been kind of cool to see and just a, a chance we've been trying to take with him that since we, we do get that time to um, put him to bed and put him down every night. Yeah, that's good. Hey, I was thinking about something else. <clears throat> uh, all of us are, are busy. Um, with kids stuff, with our own stuff. And I mean, I know even you guys just with, even now with church stuff, Candace, you're coming out here for rehearsals and, and Sunday morning because you're helping with worship. Kent, you're still engaged on top of your family and, and, and work stuff, still engaged as an elder here. So you, you're, you're still doing a lot of stuff. You guys are still busy through this. When all this comes back, there's going to be a grab for our time. The, the t-ball teams are going to call, the soccer teams are going to call, everybody's going to try to grab that time. Have you guys thought about any changes that you want to make moving forward? I don't know if you talked about that or not. We, we've just started having that conversation at our house. When you get the blessing of getting your time back, and, that, and that's honestly just how I look at it, the blessing to get our time back, um, we are going to be far more defensive of what we let in. I mean, you know, your kids don't have to do four activities or uh, or we may be less reluctant to consider that activity that's going to require four and five nights a week. Um, so it, it's um, it, it just I, all I can think is just we're going to be defensive and we're just going to talk about just what is it that that we would be giving up as a part of that. And there's things we've gained in this process that that I'm I'm not going to give up now. So I think that. We, we've just got to stem the tide of anything else trying to trying to encourage on that. Well, I'm glad to hear you guys are having those kind of conversations. Thank you guys for joining us. It was really fun to connect with you. I know the church family is going to love getting to know you a little bit better. And uh, I think we, we're going to learn something from the great job you guys are doing with your family. So thanks for doing that. And thanks for sharing with us. Awesome. Thank That's you. Good. Thanks, Jared. Okay, you guys take care. You too. I love hearing from them. It's really cool to hear them praying together as a family, having good conversations, and already making plans for how their lives are going to change as a result of what's happening now. 
And as Candace admitted, they don't always get it right every single time. The reality is we all miss moments. We all do it. There are parts of my life I think to myself, man, I wish I could have done it in that way. I really missed a cool opportunity there. The reality is we're going to do that. And as I was thinking about this whole message and this idea of the most important thing, I couldn't help turn back to the book of Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes was written by King Solomon, who had great wealth. And by worldly standards, he had it all. He had wisdom, wealth, women, power, prestige, popularity. However, toward the end of his life, he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, and he ends the book in this way. He says this in Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 13. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the duty of all mankind. Fear God and keep His commandments. Solomon looked back at everything he had ever done and accomplished, and he had it all. And he said, the fear and obedience to the Lord, that is our responsibility. That is the most important thing. And that's what Jesus taught Martha too. And since each of us are made in the image of God, it means that we are made to know Him and to be known by Him, to have a relationship with Him forever. However, every one of us, we've missed it. One time or another, we have failed to fear God and keep His commandments. Time and time again, we've been just like Martha, making something else of a higher value and weight in our life than knowing and being known by God. We're all guilty. And this missing the mark is called sin, and each of us are guilty of our own sin. However, Jesus left the greatest legacy of all time because he never missed the mark. He only and always feared God and kept his commandments. He is the exact representation of God. He never missed it. And because he never missed it, he was able to take on every time that we missed it and put it to death on the cross. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. And because three days later, when he came back to life, he showed once and for all that he never did miss it. And that through him, you can have a lasting legacy as a child of God who fears and keeps his commandments. So I just want to challenge you today to begin leaving a legacy, a lasting legacy, where the most important thing in your life is to have a devoted relationship with Jesus. Begin making history in your home. Maybe in all of this, you do have some extra time. Life has slowed down for you as a family. Well, don't miss it. Take that extra time to pour into your marriage. Perhaps you and your spouse can talk about ways to do that over lunch today. Just ask this simple question. In our marriage, how can we make our relationship with Jesus the most important thing? As a family, with your kids, what can you do this week to make every moment matter? Does that look like starting off your NTI school day with devotional time? Does that look like getting your kids involved in a service project for your neighbors? 
Does that look like praying together as a family before mealtime? Also, don't miss this opportunity to ask yourself, like the Kelshes, once all these bans and restrictions begin being lifted, what are we going to begin to do different in our life? Are we going to go back to being super busy with every sport and extracurricular activity? Are we going to run everywhere on the weekends? Or is it worth slowing down, cutting back, so that we can be more intentional with our kids and make sure that they're seeing the importance and we are teaching them the importance of having their own relationship with Jesus. Maybe as an individual, you have the bandwidth to be able to grow in your faith during this time. Take on a deeper study of God's Word, not just reading it and closing the Bible, no, but digging deeper, asking harder and more challenging questions to grow in your faith. Maybe you have the opportunity to grow in your relationship by putting action, into action things that you're learning and growing in, like reaching out to neighbors and friends to begin to build relationships to connect them to Christ. Be like Lindsay, because she didn't hunker down in all of this time. She didn't miss a moment. Maybe you, like her, need to take the step of beginning a relationship with Jesus. Lindsay said this about her decision to get baptized last week, and I love this so much. She texted me and she said, I finally felt like, despite my mistakes, God would welcome me, and I knew I needed to turn my life to Him and get baptized. Don't miss this opportunity. Make the most of it. Maybe you don't have the extra time. How can you make sure that the time that you do have is intentional? Maybe you don't have time to add a family devotional time to your day, but what time do you do have that you can be more intentional with? Maybe at mealtime with your family, you can establish values with intentional conversations as you eat. Or when you put your kids to bed, you can strengthen relationships with your kids through heart-to-heart -heart conversations. Make the most of every moment and don't miss this moment. You are making history. What you do now matters because you and everyone around you matters to God. Imagine if in 50 years from now, instead of people looking back on this pandemic and studying the historical, medical, economic, and political actions, they remembered and thought back on the church who didn't miss the opportunity in history to pursue a deeper relationship with Jesus. What if the legacy we left for our children, for our neighbors, for our community, and for those who come after us was that we serve a Creator God who is worth devoting our entire life to? We left a legacy that sitting at His feet and learning, putting into action His words, is the most important thing. We have this moment, so don't miss it.